Hello, hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Purple Pill podcast. My question for today is about the idea of representative democracy and how it exists in the United States. When it comes to politics, we as Americans seem to get a little bit too caught up in the cultural differences and don't really focus on the issues. When it comes to politicians, nobody seems to really like their representative. We just find ourselves on one side or the other of the political aisle, and then we vote in that direction. We just hate one of them less than another. I don't know about you, but in my opinion, that is not a democratic republic. The average representative in the House of Congress represents three quarters of a million people. How could one person possibly meet and understand the needs of 750,000 people? This map shows you just how representative our government actually is. You might notice that America's bubble is really big because each representative represents a lot of people, meaning that most people are underrepresented. The Constitution set out that there should be one representative for every 30,000 people added to the census. Because of a battle in 1910 between the two divided political parties, the House failed to reapportion itself and add members based on the census. According to history.house.gov, a battle erupted between rural and urban factions causing the House, for the only time in its history, to fail to reapportion itself following the 1920 census. Signed into law on June 18, 1929, the Permanent Apportionment Act capped House membership at the level established after the 1910 census. So essentially, these Congress people just gave themselves more power. They represent more people, still have the same vote ratio. That's great for them. But the point of the Constitution was that we, the people, run the country. And if more people are assigned to each representative, we're not going to control the country. We're going to have no control over what happens in our nation. All this does is make our representatives less accountable to the people. And the proof in that is the political distress that everybody is feeling right now. And it wasn't so bad when we were blind to it because we all had the same sources of information. It was easy to believe that whatever was happening was in our best interest. But now, after the revelations of people like Edward Snowden and WikiLeaks, we can really see that government is not run the way that it's presented to us in the public media. And when these revelations come out, the government doesn't even try to defend itself. Instead, it just goes on the attack saying that Edward Snowden broke the law and needs to come face criminal charges. But he was being charged under the Espionage Act, which means he wouldn't have even gotten a fair trial or even a public trial. We would have never known what happened to him if they had their way. The Espionage Act was written as a way to keep an eye on spies and to make sure that there's no foreign nation trying to destroy us. But the way it's playing out today is if anybody within the government who knows what our government really subjects its people to tells the people what's going on, they can be prosecuted without even a fair trial. And remember, the Espionage Act was meant to prevent spies from giving out our information. Edward Snowden clearly did not have the intention to harm the defense of the United States. But this is how our government views people who try to give freedom to the minds of our citizens. All that Snowden did was collect enough data to show the public that the government was breaking its own laws and spying on its people. This is Jen Psaki, who is President Biden's current press secretary, seven years ago, commenting on Edward Snowden's activities. Has he for, he's forfeited his right to freedom of speech as well? Well, Matt, miss, Mr. Snowden, right, as we've talked about, let me just uh, state this because okay. I think it's important. Uh, he's not a whistleblower. He's not a human rights activist. He's wanted on a series of uh, serious criminal charges. Uh, brought uh, in the Eastern, Eastern District of Virginia in the United States. Okay, I'm sorry, but I didn't realize people who were wanted on charges forfeited their right to speak to, to free speech. I also didn't realize that people who are not whistleblowers or are not human rights activists, as you say he is not, 
that they forfeited their rights to speak. So I don't understand why you're disappointed with the Russians. But They won't give us any real explanation as to why Edward Snowden is such a bad guy. So let's let him do it himself. I just wanted everybody to know what was going on. I didn't want to say uh, the government can't do this. I didn't want to say uh, this is how you guys have to live, because that's not for me to say. Uh, but I do believe that everybody in the United States, and more broadly, people in the world who are having their rights violated by a government, uh, should have at least an understanding of how that is happening. What the authorities, uh, sort of the policies and programs that are enabling that, are so that they can protest them, so that they can cast a vote about them, so that they can say, you know what? You guys say this is okay, but I disagree. This is not okay. I object and I want things to change. Isn't what he just said basically the exact idea of what our democratic republic was supposed to do? Let you cast a vote, let you share an opinion which has power and influence and lets you be a part of the debate? And I have to reemphasize, he was very careful with how he released this information. He clearly, truly did not have any intention of harm towards the national defense. In fact, he went out of his way to make sure that it wouldn't harm the national defense. And so I gathered evidence of what I believe to be uh, criminal or unconstitutional uh, activity on the part of the government. Um, and I gave this to journalists, right? Now I gave this to journalists uh, under a very strict condition here, which was that they publish no story in this archive of information simply because it was interesting, right? No clickbait, not anything just because uh, they thought it would make news, it would get them awards. Uh, they would only publish stories that they were willing to make an institutional judgment and stand behind. Uh, and this was three different newspapers um, that it was in the public interest to know. You might think our government would have learned Edward Snowden really wasn't a bad guy and had good intentions. He may have broken the law, but he did not break the people's interpretation of the law. And all he did, too, was call out the government for them breaking the law. This kind of reminds me of something. You broke the rules. You broke the rules. You breaking the rules. You broke the rules. You broke the rules. How you found out I broke the rules? Much like South Park, the government is just one big joke. It points to the extremes of hypocrisy that humans are capable of. And that concludes my show for today. Thank you for listening to the Purple Pill Podcast. If you like my show, I really appreciate you giving me the thumbs up down below. If you have any feedback or suggestions, I'd love to hear from you, so leave me a message in the comments. If you like my content and you want to see more, please feel free to subscribe below. New episodes every Friday. See you next time.